Today's episode is brought to you in part by Logos. Logos combines digital books with intelligent software to help you study the Bible deeply. Do word studies with one click, search for virtually anything in your Bible, and enjoy dozens of features that help you see more in Scripture. Right now, you can find my book, Virtuous Persuasion, A Theology of Christian Mission, as well as get a listener discount on Logos by visiting logos.com slash mniebauer. That's logos.com slash mniebauer. If the images, the pictures that we view with our eyes each day were food, what would our diet consist of? Would it make us healthy and strong or weak and sickly? We consume thousands of images each day. Are these images drawing us closer to or further away from God? Welcome to This We Believe, the podcast where we explain the essential texts of the Christian faith. My name is Dr. Michael Niebauer. Today we are discussing the second commandment, where God prohibits the making and worshiping of graven images. We need to begin by talking about what the Bible means by graven images. What kind of images does God forbid? We have to note that God is not banning all images everywhere. This cannot be the case, since just a few chapters after the Ten Commandments are given, God commands Moses to build the tabernacle which involves artists making various images for a worship space. Furthermore, words themselves are images. They consist of letters that have the ability to point to something beyond themselves. Now, in the Old Testament, images of God are strictly forbidden. However, as Christians, we believe that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. The invisible God has actually become visible and has taken on human flesh. This now means that we have the ability to image, to imagine Jesus, and in so doing, we can imagine God. This is vitally important, particularly when we recall that most Christians throughout history were illiterate. Pictures of Jesus, his life, death, and resurrection were the primary means through which many have come to know God. But what does this commandment refer to then for Christians? The key is, is when God says that you shall not bow down in worship images. It is the worshiping of images which is the problem for us. God has created each and every one of us with imaginations. By an imagination, I don't mean what kids use when playing make-believe. We don't just use our imaginations to craft childhood adventures. By imaginations, I mean the picture-making parts of our brain. We don't just think in words, but we also think in pictures. In many ways, our imaginations are as powerful, or even more powerful, than the conversations we have in our mind. We can think here of an athlete who pictures themselves playing in the World Cup, and this image drives them to practice harder in the present. And for many of us, perhaps we picture our lives in five or ten years, and that image drives us to work harder in the present. The question for us, though, is this. What kinds of images fill our imaginations? What are we feeding our imaginations? 
Are they images driving us to the worship of God, or images that pull us away from God? If we frame the second commandment in this way, then we can see that the worship of graven images are even more of a challenge today than they were in the time of the Bible. Every single day we are flooded with tens of thousands of man-made images, from billboards to logos, and of course, through our various glowing screens, our phones and our televisions. All of these images are man-made images, and they exert a pull on us, whether we acknowledge it or not. Every day we intake thousands of images that are meant to keep us fixated on ourselves. Images designed to get us to buy things we don't need. Images designed to keep us focused on our sexual desires, our desires for comfort, our desire for safety and security. We also intake thousands of images of violence meant to excite us. Last episode, we talked about some questions regarding idolatry in false worship. One of those questions centered around how much time we spend on certain things. Essentially, we worship that which occupies most of our time, thoughts, and energy. I would say there are many days where I am devoted to glowing screens. I am addicted to the intaking of these images. When I was little, I got a Nintendo Game Boy and quickly became addicted to the game Tetris. I played it so often that I began to dream about it. When I closed my eyes, I would picture the Tetris blocks falling in my mind. If there is a game or a TV show that infects your imagination like this, then this is probably a sign that you are worshiping that image. Another harder question we have to ask ourselves is this. Even if we are not addicted to these images, are these images drawing us to worship God or not? We have to ask ourselves this deeper question. What is the point and purpose behind my consumption of certain images? Now, the solution to these problems isn't to eliminate images. God created the material world, and he created it good. He created us, giving us bodies, and he wants us to delight in his creation and continue to interact with his creation. Instead, we need to rehabilitate our imaginations. And this is why we need Jesus, who is the image of the invisible God. God has become one of us, has taken on flesh and entered into the world. He has become the image in order to heal our image in our imaginations. John of Damascus says this, he says, I do not worship matter, I worship the creator of matter who became matter for my sake. We have been given this great gift. When we close our eyes, we can picture the person of Jesus and love and worship him, and in so doing, worship God. When we sin, we can picture Jesus dying on the cross and know that we are forgiven. When we are in need of healing, we can picture Jesus healing the sick and the demon-possessed. When we need hope, we can picture Jesus resurrected from the dead. From here, we can then go through the Bible and allow Scripture to rehabilitate our imaginations, 
The Psalms, for instance, give us vivid pictures of God as the Good Shepherd, as our Savior, which we can now picture through Jesus. I'd mentioned how those Tetris blocks got stuck in my imagination because I played that video game so much. The idea here is that we would read so much about Jesus, that we would view artwork of Jesus, so much so that this is what we start to picture when we close our eyes. These are the images that should be revolving in our minds throughout the day, rather than man-made images. The purpose of this rehabilitation is not to make us escapists. This doesn't mean we have to lock ourselves in a room and close our eyes all day. Instead, this rehabilitation is meant to then enable us to open our eyes anew and to see the created world as a gift from God. We see the created world as a gift, and it should draw us to worship the one who gave us these gifts, which is God. You know, I've recently noticed birds, really for the first time, that God has created these beautiful animals that interact with the air and the trees. And he's given these creatures in many ways as a gift for me to view and enjoy. Of course, we do this more importantly when we receive as a gift other people. We delight in the fact that God created our friends, our children. And in these ways, we learn not to worship them, but instead to treat them with the same love and care as God does. This can be difficult for us. We are busy people who often get caught up in our personal cares and concerns. Fortunately for us, God has appointed a specific day of the week in which we are called to take a step back and delight both in Him and in His creation. This is called the Sabbath, which we will get to in a few episodes from now. But before that, we have to continue by addressing one of the other major issues that comes with the worship of God and that is the using of the Lord's name in vain. I'd like to thank you for joining me today on This We Believe. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd ask that you post a link to it on your preferred social media platform, or tell one friend about it. This will go a long way in helping us reach others. If you'd like to connect further, you can visit our Facebook page at This We Believe Podcast, our Twitter at we underscore believe underscore pod, or you can email us at thiswebelievepodcast at gmail.com. Take care and God bless.